Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to this Muppet News Flash. This is Under Consultation, an episode-by-episode podcast guide through the UK's greatest video game challenge TV show, Games Master. I am one of your hosts, Luke Owen, and I don't have a funny thing to add on to my name. The only thing I can say is I will not be squeaky clean or shiny floor, but I will be Ash Versus. That's very, very good. Uh, yeah, so this is, um, as you've probably seen already, the uh, it- it's now official. So we did an episode back in February when some intern at E4 made a bit of an error and <laughs> posted up that Games Master was coming back. And we did an episode on it. It kind of spread out into the wider uh, world. And that quickly got sort of taken down. Words were amended on it. Uh, and we haven't heard much about it sort of since. We then, uh, in early September got a message from actually the follower that pointed us into the direction of the the original E4 post, who had an advert from FutureNet that were looking for contestants for a landmark video gaming TV series. And you and I joked about this on Twitter being like, it's less than subtle that this is probably Games Master. Oh no, Cyberzone, man. Cyberzone's coming back. (laughs) A wooga. It's about time, really. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, it said... Do you love video games? Would you take on a gaming challenge on a TV show? We're looking for gamers who are up for showcasing their skills on a huge landmark video gaming TV series for a major UK broadcaster. Whether your favorite game is a retro or the latest AAA, whether you're seasoned pro or total noob, we want to hear from you. And that was when we started to think, right, okay, cool. This is probably going to happen then. And you and I had heard through the grapevine that this was coming back. Like after the February episode, we had heard from various people that 
yeah, it's it's definitely coming back and it's probably going to be in like November time. Yeah, it's going to be. And the news article that dropped today definitely says this year. And we're September now, you know, TikTok. We've only got a few months left. But we've, we've kind of been banking on this a little. Like if you're one of our patrons and obviously at the moment, speaking of TikTok, uh, Dr. Luke Owen, D-A-D, soon to become a father, uh, mm-hmm. we've been kind of working out how the rest of the year is going to look for us as a podcast. We're finishing up season four. It's all recorded and it's actually 95% edited at this point. And there'll be the standard between season episodes. I'm working on a side podcast that will also be dropped during that time period. And then there was something else that we just weren't going to talk about. Yeah. And so now, like we've mementoed it, like if you go back and you look for all the pieces, it's there that, you know, we were banking on this happening. Uh, we'd have been stuffed if it hadn't. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I would have been really desperately trying to scrabble together some content. I'd have been... Yeah. I'd I'd have been doing a Smithers. I'd have been taking words from previous episodes and creating an AI Luke Owen to uh, to be my co-host. Because we don't know like the exact air date that this is happening, but from what we can sort of gather and what we've sort of heard from various places, it might actually start airing once we've done the season four wrap up episode. Yeah, I, I you put it on Twitter, and various people have responded. This podcast was meant to be a limited run thing. We had all our source material and then boom, new tell-all book, which is also due out by the end of this year. And now a new series. Yeah, we're going to, do, we're going to get to do series eight of this show. I, I just, I didn't think it would ever happen. But funny enough, like the, I didn't see the game's radar piece first. I actually got sent across this one from Broadcast Now co.uk that said games master reboot confirmed by e4 and that's got a couple of quotes from it from not the showrunner uh kian mckillicuddy which was the the game's radar stuff but from a couple of other people it's actually from alaska's ian lamara and barcroft's john farrer who are like sort of the two production companies i think barcroft is actually part of future and in that ian lamara says bringing back a much-loved brand is a huge responsibility but i'm excited by the challenge and Farah added, he feels a sense of pride and responsibility in bringing this format back. And those two quotes really do tie into what Kean had to say uh, in the Games Radar article. Yeah, absolutely. I actually personally find the Broadcast Now article slightly more interesting because whilst Games Radar have the exclusive, and it's understandable, it's a future property, Games Master is a future-owned brand, so of course, you know, they're going to keep it in the family. Uh, the Broadcast Now article gives us a bit more information. It tells us where it's going to be broadcast. It tells us how many episodes there are going to be. We're looking at three 60-minute episodes. They will be transmitted on E4's YouTube channel and then actually go out on E4's channel. So it's going to be a two-tiered broadcast situation. I don't know. I think the YouTube might actually do better in the initial burst. I think so as well. Particularly for the more modern target audience, because, I mean, to call to your day job, AEW put some of their shows on YouTube. They're also available via some more traditional means like the various Roku apps and Fight TV and whatnot. But it's on YouTube, Luke. It's there. And I think it's a really smart move for them as well, particularly because, you know, like gaming is so big on YouTube and on Twitch and things like that. So it makes sense to, to put it out there. Also, I, I don't really know much about 
E4's YouTube channel as to whether or not this is a usual type deal for them to put out shows on the YouTube channel first and then move it over to TV. But it is interesting that we now know that it is three episodes and they are going to be, I would say almost thankfully, an hour long. Only because that's something that you and I discussed when we did, you know, back in series three, when you were trying to cram too much into the show, that the half hour format was a bit restrictive. I'm hoping that the 60 minute format actually gives things a lot of room to breathe and we can get like some real focuses on the challenges. Although I suppose, or rather I assume, that we're not actually talking 60, 60 minutes. We're talking 60 minute slot with commercials. So realistically... 45 to 47. Yeah, as opposed to like 22, 25. Yeah. But still, double the length of time. And for a show that, by what information is on the Broadcast Now article and on the Games Radar article, seems to be leaning more towards the challenges than than anything else, as that's what they make mention of. Yes, it's in the revival. Celebrities, gaming stars and superfans will once again take part in challenges, races and epic fights via virtual battles, which ties into what I am presuming is going to be the show's big sponsor, which is what that uh, the E4 thing earlier this year was. You know, they were looking for a sponsor to come on board. I think we now have found our sponsor, and it's Oculus Quest 2 from Facebook, because the it says here, the show will showcase the Oculus Quest 2 VR headsets. Which makes sense. I mean, this I think this sponsor is going to be potentially as controversial as McDonald's was in the original run, because Obviously, a number of people associated with the production had negative feelings about McDonald's involvement. We've talked with Dom about it. And amongst the various responses we've already seen to this official announcement, the Facebook Oculus Quest tie-in has already raised some eyebrows because whilst the Oculus Quest is a really good device, like technically, particularly the fact that you can use it standalone or you can connect it up to your PC and use the added boosted power of your graphics card or whatever, It is a Facebook product and Facebook are not exactly known for being uncontroversial with regards Mm. to things like data privacy and just, I mean, the past couple of years, they've been all over the news and just the name has associations. It doesn't matter whether it's the same part of Facebook. It's kind of like the BBC. The BBC has been in the news for controversial reasons. And because the drama department is under the same heading as the news department, they're all bundled together. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out. I think for actual use in challenges, it's pretty smart because it's accessible. Like you can go out and you can buy an Oculus Quest 2 for 250 quid. That's the, that's the most accessible that VR's ever been. I mean, we, we've just recently covered on the original timeline the release of the first commercially available and affordable VR headset. And now here we are 20 years later. Yeah, so it's quite nice. And, you know, like the show was always about like seeing what the latest technology was. And this is, you know, affordable VR technology for the home. So there's kind of cool things around that. I don't think it will be all of the challenges, which is kind of what the broadcaster article seems to suggest. But I don't think it will be all of the challenges, particularly, you know, going by the the casting call that they put out. I think it's not like you're going to be playing Mario or doing a Mario 3 speed run or something using exclusively VR. But I think or would imagine that there will be at least one challenge per episode that will be this VR style challenge, which actually it kind of reminds me a little bit of Go 8-Bit. So I felt like Go 8-Bit did a lot of those sort of VR challenges as well. And realistically, they would have to go a long way 
to be more janky than the VR challenges we got on the original run. Oh yeah, buggy ball anyone. Although we, oh, I meant to say buggy ball, and I know it's in that because I've just edited the episode. We haven't got to that episode in our timeline yet. No, it, it's, uh, spoilers, it is probably the worst VR challenge that you will ever see broadcast on television. I don't think we get worse than it in the rest of our run of Games Master. And we can't do. No. And if this new series of Games Master has a worse VR challenge, I would argue they wouldn't air it. So let's get into the Games Radar article, because this is, you know, they were the ones that uh, exclusively brought this back. As you mentioned, they're a future owned brand. So, you know, it's like uh, McDonald's exclusively revealing their new hamburger. Uh, But we have got an interview with the showrunner, Keen McGillicuddy, who says... We're not looking to recreate what came before, but capture the spirit of Games Master for both fans of the original and the young gamers of today, which I think is a very, very uh, astute point to make. There's no point in making a Games Master show that only appeals to people that watched it in the 90s. That is a pointless endeavor. There's no point bringing it back. You need to capture in a new audience. Yeah, a perfect example of how this has or hasn't worked in the past Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. It appealed to some of the old guard and it found its whole new audience. So it you it's striking a balance. If you could survive entirely on the old guard, you'd have probably never gone away in the first place or not taken this long to come back. Uh, Kian adds, which is why it will still be a show by gamers for gamers and why it won't be a squeaky clean, shiny floor show. This is the gritty, edgy, subversive Games Master that we know and love. Which I think ties into the other quotes that he has got from this article. And I think this tells you a lot about Kean McGillicuddy as a Games Master fan and the showrunner of this, which is in his final quote where he has, Games Master was an institution. I'd rush home from school, scoff down my dinner so I could spend half an hour watching the latest games and a curmudgeonly monocured astronomer's distorted head floating over an oil rig. It was weird, funny and different. Bringing a new incarnation of something I loved so much is a huge honor. The key part of that I wanted to highlight there was the oil rig. That suggests to me then that Series 2 is kind of Kean's. that's his touchstone point of this show. It's not Atlantis, it's not heaven, it's not the beach. This is Oil Rig Series 2 Games Master. Which I think would kind of firmly place him certainly in my age bracket and possibly yours as well. This is not someone that just caught these via YouTube or, you know, the one brief run it had on Challenge. This is someone that grew up with it. And I think that is important from the perspective of, I guess, understanding the the weight and the legacy of of the show, but also someone that's kind of grown up with the show and also with changes in society and culture. So it's not going to, I think, fall into the trap that, say, Spitting Image did with its recent reboot, which is it hadn't changed at all. And as a result, has not been as well received as it otherwise might have been. I think a lot of people were looking forward to the Spitting Image reboot, thinking, great, it'll be the same satirical edge, but, you know, for the modern day. And it was actually just the same satirical edge but with no concessions to changes in cultural society. And yeah, I, I, I kind of get a positive vibe off this quote. Like I, I'm, yeah, feeling, I'm feeling optimistic. I mean, obviously, the guy is giving a press quote. He's giving a snapshot. This is a quite a snappy, brief article. But he is at least, he's saying the right words. Yeah, exactly. And they're not words he could say if he was a 23-year-old. You know, they're not words that he could say if he was someone that was an amoeba at the time that this show was made. So I suppose, you know, from you, from your perspective, I'm not talking sort of like a format 
kind of thing here but just sort of like what would you want to see from a, a new era of games master in 2021 i'd want to see a broad kind of spectrum of games being played not just in genres but in where they're from when they're from more specifically i don't just want to see the latest oculus quest i'd want to see Games that I can also pick up on the Xbox or the PlayStation or the PC. I'd like to maybe see some SNES and NES titles, maybe something from the PS1. Let's go further back. Let's have a Pong challenge. We now have a broad and varied history of video and computer games. Let's embrace it. And I, that, that, that to me would be, I think, um, the, the big one for me is don't just make it all about the latest releases. And I know that sounds odd given how much of what we're covering in the original Games Master is all about being at the cutting edge. But times have changed. Society has changed. Retro gaming didn't really exist in 92 and 93. It was just a case of, oh, you're playing Pac-Man. That, that, yeah, exactly. it wasn't it wasn't an entire kind of like separate movement like in series one or series two for example if they'd have gone like a retro challenge on a commodore 64 game it would have felt really weird and out of place because yeah retro gaming wasn't really a thing in the early 90s but retro gaming is a thing now i look to events like gdq and which is you know it's purely a speedrunning event i'm not saying that this should be a speedrunning thing but one of the things i like about gdq is that gdq embraces everything there are people who speedrun games on the NES, on the SNES, on the Mega Drive, on the Saturn, on the PlayStation. There are people who are speedrunning games that came out a couple of months previous, trying to find, like, here is the quickest route that we can do this game now. That is what I really like about GDQ, and it makes it a much varied and uh, more exciting event to watch. And I think the Games Master, this new Games Master, can also capture that as well. Don't just focus on the old, show us the new, but also don't just focus on the new. You know, you play to the strengths of what old games can offer and how fun challenges can be on older games also definitely play up as much as possible the the multiplayer aspect yeah if you've got three or four people in a challenge don't just have them sit down and do it one at a time let's get some full four-player chaos going because also networking and multiplayer and and net play you don't just have to have four people sat around a television playing mario kart although you can and it's still fun to watch you can have four separate consoles all lined up and it can make both both the gameplay more interesting, but also the presentation more interesting. There's more There's more to be done there. It's also going to be a very interesting time to be making a gaming show like this as well, because, you know, the show that we're reviewing in the original run during the 90s, we've said it a lot that these aren't seasoned players playing these games. A lot of times they were people who were picking the games up for the first time that day because, you know, they were brand new at the time. And being a master at Street Fighter 2 wasn't really a thing when we did episode one of series two. But now there are masters at Street Fighter and games playing is a very, very serious topic of conversation. And there are, there are people who make their living playing games on Twitch, on YouTube or what have you. That didn't really exist in the 90s. It does exist now. So we may see some like real stellar games playing on display. I, I would hope so. I would hope we would not see any real doffers yeah. as challenges. I'm sure there are going to be moments. There are going to be moments where someone does something stupid. Like say, for example, we have a Bomberman challenge. Someone's going to box themselves in because human error, that's still mm -hmm. a thing. But I don't expect us to see a Street Fighter challenge, be it two, three, four or five or 
I don't know, six, wherever Capcom decide to go next, whenever Capcom decide to go next. I don't expect to see a match that is all just jumping mid kicks and sweeps. Oh, yeah, because they all get schooled hard by the other. You'd expect to see them get schooled hard by the other player. It's what we've mentioned before in the past, like, you know, in the, in the 90s, that was a legit tactic because people didn't really know how to counter it. People know how to counter that now. I would also really hope to see more diversity and that's with the contestants uh hopefully with the people on screen be it uh the presenters the co-commentators however they choose to produce this show games master was very male dominated uh part of that reflects broadcasting at the time part of that reflects gaming at the time there are various times in the original show's history it didn't do itself any favors in those regards we have retroactively called out some of the behavior of some of the commentators and uh, some of the presenters particularly that running joke through series three and it kind of hasn't been quite as prevalent in series four of should never you know should never back a girl playing games nah yeah screw that yeah let's get some more diversity across the board um reflects the games playing public as they are now 100 percent. yeah in fact actually like we we put out on twitter as you asked for your thoughts and your feedback on this the first bit of feedback we got was from michelle that said mixed feelings about the show i'm hoping for more diversity this time around especially more women and people of color early games master felt like it held me at arm's length rather than really including women and girls and that is you know, so true, particularly of that Series 3 era. And we have seen more women, uh, more girls, I should say, on Series 4, but it has never really felt like it's been a... It still feels like a show made for boys. Yeah, and unfortunately, as we go into Series 5, 6, and 7, that is very much a trend that's, that's going to continue. Yeah, I think so. And I am also fully aware that we are two white men with beards talking yeah. about this. Uh, this this is the danger of a podcast that's kind of born out of a friendship. And given this is a Channel 4 joint, uh, they've got an entire initiative around a number of those things. And yeah, it should be reflected. I can't imagine it won't be. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, we'll get into a bit more of your feedback as well. We'll take a quick short break in just a second. The only other thing I wanted to add of like what I would like to see from the show is uh, we're going to get some those in a little bit in our timeline like the Virtua Cop challenge of playing two cabinets at the same time. I think those are the things that people really remember. I would hope we can see some channels like that, particularly because that's such a huge thing now on the internet, on YouTube, on Twitch and stuff, playing games blindfolded, just doing things. Like, I, I, I think I mentioned to you earlier, like, I, I might have been on Under Console Nation, watching a guy complete Super Mario 64 blindfolded and doing it via sound cues only is an insane prospect. I Obviously, that's a bit long, But doing things like that, I think, could make the show really, really special. Or if you're going to do, say, a multiplayer deathmatch, shall we say, in a first-person shooter, let's choose Far Cry 5. Make it shovels only. Mm, Yeah, So you literally, so it's a melee weapon only, although shovels can actually be thrown like spears. And, And, you know, for those of you that haven't played the Far Cry series... The shovels actually turn out to be one of the most deadly weapons in the game because it can be a one-hit kill and it's silent. But that in a multiplayer environment, that's some fun times. That's something different. Chops only, Goldeneye. Yes. Although, interesting question. Where will this sit on the schedule? Because we just talked about death matches. Oh, yeah, suppose. Censorship and violence in video games. It's, a, it's an even more hot topic button now because, of course, games are rated. They have yeah. age ratings. You can, in a number of them, turn off blood or turn it down or, you know, 
do various things to make it not less violent, but certainly PG-13. So, oh yeah, 500 people died, not a drop of blood. Stormtrooper it, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to be, if this show's on at half six, we ain't seeing multiplayer doom. I don't think anyway. No Mortal Kombat X for this one. Right, well, let's take a quick short break uh, and then we'll come back with your thoughts on this reboot. Are you ready to challenge that Games Master? Next Tuesday, 6.30, Channel 4. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So we put the call out onto Twitter at underconsolepod for you to get your thoughts in on what you want to see and what your kind of feelings are about this Games Master reboot. And you have replied in your droves. Uh, Mart TM uh, said, after an arduous 23-year absence from our lives, Games Master is returning. Okay. In a partnership with Oculus Quest 2 from Facebook, abort, abort, abort. Here we go. This is immediately what I, I, I mentioned earlier. Some people, I'd say probably actually a lot of people, aren't going to necessarily care that much. Uh, yeah. And there are those that really will. For me, the jury is out. It's interesting, actually, that it's being done in partnership with Facebook, but it's not debuting on Facebook's video platform. It's actually going up on the E4 YouTube channel first. Um, a recent gaming show, Top Gear Gaming, which I really like the concept of and the format of. The toughest thing about it was that I couldn't actually just throw it up on my TV because it was on the Facebook video 
app. Yeah, that's what I had as well, because I wanted to watch the episode that um, Simon Miller was on. And it, yeah, it's on the Facebook video app. And, uh, you know, I mean, I have a Facebook account, but it doesn't mean that I want to throw stuff their way. Uh, Arcade Attack just replied with a gif that just says, I've never been so scared in my life. Uh, ben does running, said, I'm hoping for the best, but a reminder to all that if this turns out to be terrible, it doesn't make the classic series in retrospect. So no harm, no foul. This is like definitely my favorite tweet thus far, though it's only like the second or third, because there is so often this thing of if something new comes out and you don't like it, it doesn't mean that someone has come around and burnt all your DVDs, your videotapes, deleted it all from YouTube, you know, erased it from existence. Yeah. The existence of a new thing doesn't mean the old thing gets curb stomped out of existence. And let's not forget, not everything from the old thing was great. We've reviewed some episodes of that show that were not good. Yeah, and we're still reviewing some episodes that aren't great. You know, we're, I, I don't think we've had any episodes that have been true kind of like lame ducks for a while like we we haven't dropped below 60 percent for an episode no but hey we still got three seasons left there's still time there's that baby rom challenge coming up like in our not too distant future <laughs> the timing is truly ironic <laughs> i know right i was thinking about that when i was watching it uh, the other day i actually watched it when my wife was in aquanatal classes and i sat there in my car watching it on a laptop being like well this is incredibly odd timing now i mean i admire your dedication to the podcast that you timed becoming a dad to coincide with the baby <laughs> challenge that's 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 living the gimmick brother uh, matthew smith said dubious with none of the original people involved it's inevitably going to be a very different program hour-long episodes could easily outstay their welcome but i shall be interested to see at least the first of the new shows. They could still be fun. And actually on that note, Adam also said, personally, I don't think it'll be up to much. With none of the original crew or cast involved, it feels like they're just using the name, hoping to be wrong though. And that's an interesting point, isn't it? Because it's, I've, reboots have always been this, it's an awkward thing to put forward anyway, because people are always going to be slightly negative a bit on the back foot of things. And reboots are always going to have this hard line to toe, really, which is that you need to have your own identity while at the same time feeling like the old show. There's no point in just redoing the old show again. But if you're just going to do a new show that's got nothing to do with the original format, then why are you calling it Games Master? So you've got to find that awkward balance of, of pleasing those two masters. And I'm certainly not going to pass judgment on any of that yet until I've seen an episode. But based on the quotes that we've heard thus far from the people involved, I really, I, I get the impression that they might be able to find that balance. And worst, worst case, well, worst best case scenario, it's a completely different show with none of the original people involved, and it is essentially just using the Games Master name. If it's good, like objectively good, does it actually matter? Because if it's like objectively bad, then it will tarnish the name in some people's eyes. If it's objectively good but different. Does it matter to go back to the other tweet? It's not like the old show ceases to exist. Yeah. And also, I guess, again, devil's advocate, say it wasn't coming back now. Say they brought it back in 15 years. Who knows who will be or won't be around in 15 years? Therefore, would you still be able to use the argument of, well, with none of the original people involved? I mean, one of the original cast members isn't with us anymore. But also, and that ties into a comment I think I saw uh, come by elsewhere he kind of was just a hired gun yeah 
Yeah, really. He he had no he had no interest in games. Like he had no. We had this on an episode. I don't know if it's come out yet, but he refers to the Atari twenty six hundred as the Atari two thousand six hundred. Because see that he read that on a teleprompter, and that is what he read. Duck hunt. Duck <laughs> tails. Tails. Dark yeah. stalkers. That's on a future episode, but it's it's the thing of like there is no cultural knowledge there. Uh, interestingly, Rick Henderson, a uh, a former um, person on the show, a, fo- a former reviewer on this show, and uh, and personality, he had just said, "I've got a few thoughts. I may have to send old Rick a message and see what those thoughts are." Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, our, our door is always open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, it absolutely is. Official handsome man Decker Dane uh, got in touch to say, uh, "It sounds exciting, but knowing how." most new telly reboots can go it may struggle if it wants to bring mainstream celebrities with no idea of games game industry as long as engaging knowledgeable folks are fronting it and it's fun can do quite well in today's gaming world i would have thought particularly from the games playing side of things like contestants i would imagine are pretty good at, at the games that they're probably going to be playing celebrities more celebrities are playing games than ever now like you know ian sterling has got a twitch channel he's a you know he's a celebrity he's an actor he's a presenter uh, jay from the inbetweeners uh, had a youtube channel for a little while i think more celebrities now are playing games than than they were back in the day one of the most handsome actors out there henry cavill is a PC gaming nerd and, as I think has been covered multiple times uh, to refer to your day job, a lot of wrestlers are gamers now. They're on Twitch, if yeah. they're allowed to be. Um, but they, they're gamers and actually the kind of the gaming side of things has actually overtaken the party atmosphere or the party lifestyle that used to go with being a professional wrestler. And just look at the amount of people that had 3DSs yeah. or the amount of people that have Switches. I mean, you know, they're, they're not all just playing Animal Crossing. Or we and fit. even if they are, it's a game. Uh, Proton has said, we'll wait and see, but I think it will just be a stock show with the Games Master name slapped on it. A lot of these old shows' magic was the time in which they were made. But in saying that, there's a real chance to add more inclusion out with the greasy teenage boy demographic. Uh, I absolutely agree on more inclusion. We've already covered it once, uh, or mentioned it once rather, and I, I that will be the most interesting thing to see. Gaming is not the remit of greasy boys anymore. It hasn't been for a long time. Arguably, it wasn't when the original show was on the air, but it just it was just portrayed that way. And it, and if you portray it that way on a national broadcaster, then people are just, it, it's going to perpetuate the stereotype. I, I'm not sure I fully agree with Matty's uh, comment here. Not Matty Boo, I just want to uh, point out. But Matty here saying, no point without Patrick Moore. May as well just call it something else. Not sure I fully agree with that one. The show was called Games Master before Patrick Moore was cast. Yeah. And also Patrick Moore could have been a baby. Yeah, exactly. Could have been yeah. like Telly's really. I I would see more point of that if maybe they'd said no point without Dominic Diamond. You know, it did because obviously very instrumental, particularly as the series went on. But yeah, Patrick Moore, iconic with the show, but it also was just a paid gig for him. Uh, and our last one from Twitter from Reese said, I think that a big part of the appeal back in the day was seeing games in action, especially new games, with Let's Plays on YouTube. I think the USP has well and truly flown. Get some unique challenges in, though, and you'll be laughing. Pilot wings on 3DS while parachuting. Yes, mate. <laughs> well, now, not even Reese, parachuting. Reese is, on the, Reese is on the money here. Not even parachuting, because obviously that's got like a real danger element and is very difficult to um, kind of, I guess, sustain. But one of those wind tunnel things, you know, where you get yeah. the wingsuit and you're hovering, 
that playing pilot wings that that would be that would be something yeah absolutely i I think reese is kind of on the money here a little bit which is that like it it, is what i was saying earlier about the finding he's right like the appeal of the go back in the day was watching you know we just i've just edited an episode where they did um played super punch outs and that episode aired in january and super punch out was released on the snes in the uk in january of 1995 so you were seeing a game that has just hit the shelves on your TV screen. That's a cool thing. It's not so much of a thing these days, but seeing people play games really, really well or in like different style of challenges, I think really could be something quite unique and special. Uh, we also had some comments from you fine folk over on our Discord. If you want to join our Discord, there's a link for it in the uh, podcast description. Uh, Cliff just said, age 35 from Hampshire, England, just says, Thanks for writing in, Cliff. <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. Uh, Maddie Boo, the actual Maddie Boo, uh, said, uh, in my hopes, Dom would be the games master this time. They said they don't want a shiny set, so I'd love to see the grime of series one to four brought back in. Maybe even go back to the church. Who knows? Personally, I'd love to see the pirate ship setting Dom said would have happened had a series eight shown up. The concept of the setting is an interesting one. Um, I have my own thoughts as to what I would like to see, but I suspect my thoughts are perhaps a bit too expensive. Mm. Essentially, you saw some of the Olympic coverage that uh, happened with the Tokyo Olympics, yeah? Uh, Not particularly, no. But you know they had the virtual set. The kind of the BBC presenting was like this virtual set. I would like the idea of it actually being a virtual set, but where the virtual set kind of changes depending on the challenge. So if we're doing a challenge, like a a beat-em-up challenge, then it's kind of like a UFC surrounding and racing. You're in the pit, the the racing pit, not the pit, the pit, Mm. Um, and and stuff like that. But one, that would be very expensive. And two, it would just by its very nature and how you have to do those things look quite shiny that's so, what I was say, yeah i think we're going to be on a set for this i i reckon going by uh what has been said in the interview we're going to be looking more towards the games rig not not actually yeah, using absolutely. the same location but something gothic steampunky grimy chains pipes and that that'd be cool that'd yeah. be absolutely fine if they don't make it an absolute mirror of the games rig or a mirror of the gaming cathedral it's fine. Uh, both Matty Boo and Misha would like to see us as either the series goblins or reviewers. I don't think either of those two things will happen. I've got quite a busy schedule coming up. Also, we're not famous people. I, I will say that I will be a goblin. Just putting <laughs> yeah. it out there. I will, I will happily be the tallest goblin on set. And uh, yeah, my schedule's busy, but I would make room. Uh, and Clifford said, I just wanted to feel like Games Master, not take itself too seriously. Hope that it sees the return of Games Master magazine. Have a fun retro section, new releases with that tongue in cheek humor. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think we're going to see a return of the mag. I mean, actually, maybe there will. It's only three episodes. So I, unless it gets brought back for a full series, which we actually haven't talked about yet, whether this does you know, lead to a series nine, um, maybe that will be the way to bring back the magazine. But as it stands, I don't think the mag will be coming back. No, I mean, if we're talking three one hour episodes three hours what was the shortest season of the original games master was it 10 episodes yeah 10 episodes yeah which was series one and seven yeah so realistically from a time point of view it's kind of six episodes so it's still going to be a fair chunk of content and who knows who knows where it will lead It'll be exciting to find out. There's also plenty of discussion again about uh, the idea of diversity and to make you feel more inclusive and less of that 90s 
laddishness, which I, I we, we very much agree with. And interestingly, Adam Rigby has pointed out that the showrunner, Keen McGillicuddy, is following Dave Perry on the old Twitter machine. Oh. I do just want to say on the uh, the laddishness, um, and this was for Matty Boo, because apparently it's being discussed on the Nikki and Bunty Discord. They're also talking about this. Hello to those guys. I know they follow us on Twitter as well. And su- Matty suggesting that maybe a girl should be the next host. Mm. I would genuinely like to see two hosts, I think. Yeah. And have some parity and diversity in that. I agree. Yeah. That's also a way to like separate yourself away. Because if you just have one person, they will instantly get Dominic Diamond's uh, comparisons, but two people would preclude some of that. Yeah. And also, it means you've got hopefully a guaranteed dynamic. And also, it does something to establish itself as its own show. Uh, and one last comment here from uh, stupid, sexy Dave Fisher that said, I'm thrilled with the news, but if Dom and the original, if Dom and a lot of the originals aren't involved in some capacity, then I'm not sure how invested I'll be. New Blood is essential, but I'd like to see the heritage of the show taken seriously. Oh, and Facebook. Ugh. I mean, the, the the one bit of good news is whether you watch it on YouTube or whether you watch it on E4 broadcast, you don't have to give your data to Facebook to enjoy the show. Although in the case of Google YouTube, instead. yeah, you give it to Google. <laughs> <laughs> the good guys in this argument. Are we the baddies? <laughs> they're, they're, you know, apart from... Myself and Luke, there are no good guys on the internet anymore. <laughs> we we are we are the good guys now, apart from me, because I am evil. Yes, but also, you know, uh, anyone who's part of our Discord as well, also part of the good side. Uh, but yeah, like, I think, uh, oh, yeah, maybe not everyone. Um, looking at you, Cliff. Anyway, let's uh, let's draw this to, <laughs> let's draw this to a close. Um, do you have any final thoughts uh, you want to uh, put out there for this this bonus episode that we're doing? I am genuinely optimistic and looking forward to seeing what is produced. Is it going to be the old Games Master? No, it categorically cannot be the old Games Master. The old Games Master format would not work today. Um, Unless you bring a Ouija board out, you wouldn't be able to have everyone involved in the old show involved in this one. A lot of the people have also gone on and had different careers. They've retired. They've done other things. But to have a gaming television presence in 2021 is a really cool thing and something I'm looking forward to. I hope it's successful. And even if it's not to my taste, I still hope it's successful. Completely, yeah. Yeah. I I, I was thrilled to, uh, no pun intended, thrilled to bits when Go 8-Bit was announced for TV because my first reaction to that was awesome. That is a video game show on TV and that is something that I will absolutely want to watch. Did I enjoy the show? Eh, not overly. I thought bits of it were good. Some of it weren't so great. But I was just happy to watch people play games on TV. And I think I'll have this with the new Games Master show. Like you say, it can't be exactly the same as the original. Times have changed. It was 30 years ago. So it needs to move on. And I'm excited to see what that moving on is. So yeah, I'm I'm really, really stoked for this. I'm excited. I, when we started doing this podcast, bloody hell did I ever think, We'll also be doing Series 8, reviewing a book that's been written about it, that, you know, it's essentially been co-written by Dominic Diamond. Bizarre, bizarre timeline that we currently find ourselves in. And yes, we will be doing reviews of the show when it comes out. When that is, we don't know. We have kind of suggested on a show that we think it's in November. That's based on absolutely no information whatsoever. It's just what we've sort of made an assumption on. But when it does come around, we will be doing reviews of it. And I'm looking forward to getting some thoughts out there. Yeah. Speaking of getting thoughts out there, I think the biggest piece of, I don't know, advice, because that, you know, 
that's what the people behind this show want is advice like from a like a 40 plus year old man with a beard and a ponytail don't obsess over what will happen on social media look at the ratings look at the view count don't obsess over the thumbs up and thumbs down because we all know that can be gamed just look at how many people are watching and worry about that because social media is a horrific place at times and people will poison it to meet their own agendas so yeah yeah. to it to anyone involved be it behind the scenes be it on the screens the challengers the hosts don't obsess over what social media produces because it will most likely always be the vocal minority that are shouting above the people that are otherwise just enjoying it but staying quiet. And I think we'll draw it to a close there. Thank you, Ash, for, for joining me uh, on this extra bonus podcast. Thank you, all of you, for listening. Um, we'll be back, well, uh, for the next episode will be in a week's time. I can't remember which episode it is. I think it's episode 12 for the free feed and episode 13 for our Patreon backers. Uh, if you are new to this podcast, you may have discovered us via this news coming out. Uh, thank you for joining us. Please do follow uh, this podcast and Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. We are on Twitter at UnderConsolePod. We do have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash UnderConsolePod, where we do extra shows on there and you can get future episodes a week early and ad free. But we will see you soon uh, and we will see this new, it's this, a new era game, series eight of Games Master. I never thought it would happen. And here we are, and I'm bloody thrilled by that. So until then, take care, everyone. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.